Oh, yeah. So we live. Yo, welcome to Beat People Podcast, episode 43. And so this is our pre-NAM discussion, pre-winter NAM 2019. Uh, last time we were on, on the air, it was, I don't know, was it two weeks ago? And all through the whole thing, people were asking us about this one device, this one device. And I knew I had it already, but I couldn't be talking about it. So um, <laughs> we'll get a chance to, as a matter of fact, because of um, that, I couldn't be talking about it. I didn't even acknowledge any time anybody mentioned it in the chat. Yeah, so I, at any I, rate, I just acknowledged it for you because I was like, "Hey, I ain't, I ain't got nothing to do with me." I'm <laughs> <laughs> right, no doubt. So, so at any rate, this is episode uh, 43, and we can finally kind of talk about a couple things. And there's been a few more announcements for Nam. So let's just go around. And do, 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 we got the typical suspects in the room. What up, D? What's going on, man? I'm just here putting stickers on a case to make it look cooler. <laughs> That's a, that is the most important thing, and I get it. <laughs> oh man! All right, yo, hey, what up, Ken? What's going on, man? I'm uh, I'm here. Just I've been editing a video for a while now, so which I should have up probably a couple hours after we finish this show because it's almost done. So I'll have a new edit, a new video up pretty shortly. Dope. dope. <clears throat> That's dope. Uh, what's the video? Oh, you're gonna just you don't want to share? It? No, I'm yeah. oh, no, okay, uh, yeah, never it's, mind. It's actually uh, never mind, no, 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 never mind, never mind, never mind. No, no, it's cool because I honestly, it's, it's way overdue. It's, uh, it's the qubit, the qubit scanned VCO. Um, I've been wanting to do a video on it for a while. Uh, I actually shot videos for it twice already, and um, one time the files got corrupted. The other time I just wasn't happy with it. So, um, you know, that's how it goes sometimes. So I shot another video and then, uh, yeah, man, it's such a, it's such a strange module. Um, like trying to describe it. So I was like, you know what, let me just kind of do it this way. And, 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 you know, so I'm, I'm pretty happy with how it turned out and it's just a cool module, man. It's just something that I figured I would do a video on. Yeah, it's, that is a dope module. Man. And you don't really see much about it out there like that. So that's that was another reason that I was like, you know what, it needs to be it needs to be shown. Yeah. Wait, I got a problem. I'm running out of coffee. So we're gonna have to end the show now. Good night, yep. ladies and gentlemen. That's it. See you guys. <laughs> All good. Hey, so what we got on deck, man? Uh y'all want to talk about the force? Yeah, we can talk about it. The force, what's that? I heard about the APC live. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's what's tripped out of what they call it the APC Live. Um, I don't know if that was just a leak or if it really got changed. All I've ever seen is the force. So um for me, I've been posting stuff. I got this joint last month sometime, and <clears throat> I had some travel, and when I got home and, and it was there. So all the stuff that I've been posting since like Christmas has been sequenced to the, on uh the force. And so a lot of cats was on some of those Instagram videos like, yo, what are you using to sequence it? And I just either didn't answer or said the NPC. But if I said the NPC, that was a lie because I've been using the force. So uh, that's not a horrible with. lie, though, because it's kind of yeah, it's, it's kind of similar groundwork to it. Right. Yeah, exactly. The thing is that what well, I think what I want people to know that it's not an NPC. Mm hmm. 
It's not, but it is, but it's not. Yeah, and here's the, thing. here's the cool thing is that they, they didn't shy away from in the advertisement. They didn't shy away from saying NPC sampler. Like they, they outright say, look, this is the sampler from the NPC. Like the, this yep. is the editing. And so it says that stuff right up, up front, which is great because then it kind of lets people know, well, look, these are like, there are shared elements and yep. it will be nice to see how they, um, you know, how they interact together, you know, how, how growth on one platform is going to trickle over to the other platform and vice versa, you know? Definitely. Definitely. And I think that's super important for people to know because from as soon as it, you know, the news of it dropped, I seen a lot of people automatically saying, well, ah, oh, well now the MPCX, this, this is why they were saying that it was going to be discontinued and no, cause it's not the same thing. The sequencer isn't even the same. It's not yeah, the, no, totally the sequence is not the same. It is, you know, it's clip launching workflow. You know what I mean? Scene and, and clip launching workflow. Um, but, you know, I think that's what I dig about it. Because, you know, Ken and I are kind of cut from the same cloth in the fact that we ain't Ableton dudes. Yeah. We got Ableton and we've used Ableton and I've had a push. But uh, we are Ableton dudes. We, we are I, really. Uh, I said I am. Yeah, and I know you are, right? Um, not that I can't use Ableton. I still have mine right here, and it's it's not connected right now, but I pull it out from time to time. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, Ableton has its own workflow, and, and it's, Ableton is one of those, I mean, really most, most gear these days that is like main doll or sequencer or whatever that I try to create in, they all seem to have this like, okay, well, this one's good at this type of thing. This one's good at that. And then there's always these things where I'll get into the flow of creating and then I'll be like, oh, well, why do I have to take five extra steps to do this when on this other platform I can do it like that and, and vice versa? You know what I mean? Like it's not... Yeah. It's not just the Ableton flaw. It's across the board. There's, you know, in different areas, different things are much better. Um, I find machine is like my fastest sketch pad for taking a, a raw sample into the machine, editing it, sound designing it, kind of getting it how I want and then moving forward. But then when it comes to like actually doing something as simple as freaking automation curves, you might as well throw machine out the window because it's terrible, <laughs> that kind of stuff, you know, yeah. so it's yeah. like. You know, and then on, on the flip side on push, I love how push is laid out and everything, but like the browser is fairly terrible. And the um, when you try to edit samples directly from the hardware of push, it, it kind of falls down, in my opinion. Well, I don't, I don't, you can't edit samples in Ableton. Exactly. Like that, which is crazy to me because it's like, Ableton is such an really audio strange, platform, you know. Yeah, yeah well, so that but that's the thing with uh, I actually I'm surprised you can't edit samples in Ableton. What is that about? But well, I can, can honestly edit, say, you can't well, you, you have, have to use an external editor. When I say edit audio, mm -hmm. you have to use an external audio editor. Like, for instance, in order to do uh, exponential fading or logarithmic fading, or in order to do normalizing, all these things that you want to do, you have to use an external audio editor. Yeah, you could do really basic stuff like truncating and, you know. Yeah. But even that from the controller, it also, a lot of the times it's going to involve you converting from simpler to sampler. And, you yeah. know, it, like there's just like way too many steps involved to do the most basic of things that you would think is like, you know, easy. And you're just yeah. going to be like, oh, okay, well, this can obviously do this. But no. But I mean, keep in mind, it's like 
like I said, each one of these platforms has things that they fall down with, you know? Yeah. No, definitely, definitely. And that's kind of the thing. I'm just like, well, when I saw the force, I was like, oh man, this is something different than an NPC. This isn't even this isn't even an, an NPC. They're borrowing the technology of the NPC and they're using everything that they've learned from building a standalone device, but it's not the same sequencer. It's not the same work. Nope. It's not even targeted to the same to the same demographic. It's not. Not by far. Yeah. So oh. I, I feel you. Yeah, now I mean, you know, the thing that I enjoy about it, even in uh, at this stage of its development, the thing that I enjoy about it is kind of bringing this sort of clip launching workflow in the sixty, the eight by eight grid, right? The the sixty four pads to what I'm familiar with from an MPC, because once you dig in. Uh, the despite the shifting that has to happen, that's one of the things I'm like, there's a lot of shifting to get to stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, but despite the shifting that has to happen to get to some of the features, I mean, it really has a good portion of NPC stuff <laughs> that's in there. Like when, what I showed in my review is like, when you go into certain screens, it says track edit, but you know, you're gonna get the, the, the GUI interface of, yeah you know, the sense that's in the MPC. If you if you say track edit and it happens to be a drum track where your samples are on 16 pads or spread across 64 pads, you'll get the GUI from the MPC of the program edit. You yeah. know what I mean? And and look at the size of it though. The one thing I wish is that it was a little more compact for travel because having yeah, something like this, no? Yeah, I, I mean, it's a little on the thick side maybe mm -hmm. at most, but like, I feel like the size is not bad, like for, for what it is, for the fact that, let me put it to you this way. So I have the, the live, the NPC live sitting here and it's pretty dope for, for travel. It's a little on the thick side, but that's all right. But the thing about it that kind of slows it down as far as um, how portable it actually is, is the fact that in order to really play keyboard parts, you need a keyboard right like a midi keyboard with the force you don't need that because you have that 64 pad layout exactly. so for me that 64 pad, pad layout is totally worth the extra space the only thing on that that i would i would really probably have have griped about if i was going to change how it was done is the crossfader it could have been a capacitive strip instead of an actual crossfader uh i just worry about it getting broken off throwing it into a bag or something the other thing is that that screen could have been angled up and it didn't have to be angled up much, but angle it up to the top of where the top of the knobs sit so that the back of the screen would be flush with as tall as the knobs are. You know what I mean? I, I could agree with the angled screen a uh, bit, but you know what? Also, here's the thing, although I think it could have been a little more compact, I have this mono controller bag that's, you know, a pretty decent size. Yeah. It's made for DJ and stuff. These are awesome bags, too. Yeah, they're really dope bags. But so I'm not too worried about, you know, it being travel friendly because I know that I could throw it in there and go about my business. Oh, that's, that's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. So yeah. and we all know Ken travels with the most awkward, you know, awkward yeah. things that like he'll have a Matrix brew in his truck. Yeah, he will. <laughs> Powering it off the car battery. <laughs> yeah. No so, comment. So you know what I'm saying? This this is still gonna travel with me without a doubt. Um right, but yeah, there's still I mean it's a little heavier than the X, I think, but the X is a little more awkward 
as far as the width, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I agree with the angled, uh, the angled screen. That would have been much better because I'm putting it on a laptop, on this little cheap IKEA laptop uh-huh. stand. Yeah, I use and that it. Works. Yeah. That that's works, what I put but... my push on when I use when I use push, and that's actually what I have. Um, uh, what is this thing called? Oh, machine. I have machine uh, with one of the smaller white ones right here, and I have my MPC Live on one as well. Well, here's my question. So I, I I I'm guessing from the research, they're focusing on it being more for live use. So most of the time, guys are standing up when they're playing live, and this I'm just being objective yeah certainly i think that's exactly what the, yeah, what the case objective. Is. so for me the angled screen doesn't make sense when you're trying to touch down while you're standing but um, well, well yeah. yeah but if that's but it, if it was an adjustable screen that would work out because you could put it at whatever angle oh, no, no of course of course i'm just saying they kind of focused on the live aspect certainly adjustable adds a whole nother set of issues but here's my my point with that is that to that same effect so are the denim brand cdjs that they do and yeah. that stuff is all angled you know like yeah. you know and, and keep in mind denim is you know tightly tied in with akai that's you know under the same umbrella so it's like to me they could have kept everything kind of uniform in that in that case but if i was going to go for an angle i wouldn't want it to be any more than any more height wise than what the knob tops are you know what i mean like i would want it to all be so that I'm all about like if you have a tighter bag than than that beautiful mono bag that you have. If you have something tighter that if you slide it into something, nothing's going to catch, nothing's going to break, that kind of thing. Did you guys see that Denon released that standalone DJ system with the yeah. with the MPC X screen on it? Yeah, that thing's so, looking serious. It was crazy. But, but it still uses it's the uh, Speaking of the MPC X, I wanted to address some some there's still these rumors going around that the MPCX is going to be discontinued. Like, no, let's cut that out. Let's, let's just cut that out. I think, I think to give it some framework and some perspective, saying that because the force has been released, the MPCX is going to be discontinued is like saying, hey, BMW released a brand new motorcycle. Now they're not going to make SUVs anymore or they're not going to make cars anymore. It's a different just because they both have wheels doesn't mean that one's going to cancel out the other. If you see the parallel that I'm drawing there, like this is for a different customer base, a different sort of mindset. And it just doesn't make sense for MPC or for Akai to stop making an MPC because they are going into a diversifying their offering at this point. It, it just never makes sense and it's not the case. So if anybody out there wonders if they're uh, gonna be doing that, they're not doing that. It's gonna have its its regular life cycle. Will they discontinue it at some point? Every MPC has always gotten discontinued at some point, but MPC X's and MPC lives, uh, uh, their fates are not sealed because the force is hitting I think them they got a long road ahead of them still. They got a there's, long there's road still ahead of them. There's a lot, a lot of development and a lot of stuff. Yeah, that and, and we always have to remember, the you know, Akai has been over-specking their machines. For they've what? Been, right, exactly. Been, That's what you got to ask yourself. Yeah, they've been building them so that they're over-specced. So oh, it's just... Over-specking oh, it's my bad. I just hit the... The, the, <laughs> you threw us in the matrix. Yeah, I'm like, whoa, that's me. <laughs> and it's, you know, one of the things that I, I really kind of look at this about is so, in order for them to do the force, um, they did not just put Ableton Live into a box, they developed their own, their own kind of form of what live would be in a mobile platform. And that 
that's interesting. You know, I, I want to know where that travels to as far as, you know, it's young. So that platform is going to get expanded. That software is going to get expanded and that software can be opened up inside of Ableton live and you could export as live sets. Right. Yeah. yeah. You, so you like that, I mean, that could be, that could be really big in the long term. you know, thinking about, you know, cause people talk about MPC becoming a doll machine, becoming a doll, that kind of thing. And like, this is a step more towards that in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm excited. I, I think there's so many possibilities of what can happen with it. Um, there's a lot of possibilities. And I actually like the idea that they're expanding what they're offering. Um, and, and so, you know, another another thing is I can understand the disappointment of like there's a comment here that says force still has two gigs of RAM. I'm really disappointed. Okay, so I, 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 so I want to address yeah, that. I want to address that, too, because I see a lot of people saying that. But it's like, do you really use up all that? Like most people. Well, let's think about, you know why people are saying that? Because this is a computer age. This is not a computer. Well, well, if, you're dealing, if you're dealing with longer loops, though, if you're dealing with longer loops, which is kind of what force can be aimed towards, then, yeah, you could hit that ceiling pretty easy. But if they were to enable something like disk streaming, mm -hmm. then it wouldn't hurt so bad. Right. That and that makes sense, but then there's also the fact that all of these machines, the Force, the MPC Live, the MPC X, they're all hybrid machines. So standalone is one way of working with them, and they, and having a standalone machine it comes with its own limitations. Yeah, and right. So then well, that that is it. But then you can always go computer based as a controller when you need more power of a computer. So I don't get when people compare. A, a piece of music gear to a computer. A computer is always going to be more powerful. And if you Yo. prefer the power from a computer, get a computer-based situation and work with that. that right, that's can, the can way I it is. Advocate just for a quick sure, second. Sure, sure. So um, after after digging into the live a bit, like the underside of it, and kind of you know checking out what what ticks on this thing, there is a version of that board of that same board. It's it's a computer on a chip board that or a uh, computer on a PCB. And there's a version of it that has four gigs RAM. It's the exact same computer, exact same board, everything, except instead of two gigs, it's four gigs. You mm -hmm. can't buy them anywhere. They're not available anywhere. So I don't know if if Akai had bought bought them out or like got an exclusive license to it or what. Um, but that board came back out back in like 2015, and it's got four gigs RAM. So it's completely conceivable that they could have done that. Maybe, but that's not what's there. So since that's not what's there, you got to look towards disk streaming. You know? Yeah, 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 and I think the I think the possibilities are endless. Go ahead, D. I know you want to speak I'm on this. A lot of OSs, a lot of OSs are limited um, to certainly certain amounts of RAM being used at a certain time, and depending on how the code is written, it could probably only use a certain you know amount of RAM. So I'm not saying that that's good or bad. I'm saying it is what it is. It is and two gigs is way more than. 128, you know, megabytes mm -hmm. of, of RAM that we had, like, from sampling back in the day. Like, and that's the stuff I think needs to be said, D. Like, this is not like, oh, well, guys. that dude had an early force or MPCX, so he's just kind of on the side of a car. No, I ain't with that. This is the situation. I've been doing IT for over 20 years. Um, I've been making music for a long time, being around music gear and stuff. And the specs of music gear never match computers. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And the the workflow and firmware is installed on music gear. Operating systems are installed on uh, computers. And as D was just saying, even operating systems, what was it, Windows 7 or Windows, whatever it might be, you could have eight gigs of memory or whatever it might be, but you can only address four gigs of them. Or it's stuff like that happens all the time. Yeah. You can have 16 gigs of memory in your computer, but your program or your operating system may only address half of that as a ceiling. So mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff is just kind of like pie in the sky, you know what I mean? And bottom and line it, is though, is that there's ways around it. Like if certainly. they choose to do it, if they do disc streaming, which would certainly help out on the NPC as well, and it would certainly help out for guys that are doing like long live sets and that sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. there's ways of getting around it. If they open up disc streaming, then yeah, that's that'd be dope, you know. And then oh. I think you'll see a lot of that griping go away. You throw a SSD in that bad boy, and then you know, you can stream straight off of that, should not be a problem. Right. Yeah, somebody, I think that's a worthy upgrade. Look, yeah, yeah, go for it. Uh, Skeppy uh, 89 just mentioned Digitac only has one gig and can work wonders. And mm-hmm. here's the difference. Digitac only has 64 steps. There, and, there, it's it. and it's mono. And it's mono. So so the, the processor and it's streaming from the disk. So and it's, its use case is completely different. A whole different. Yeah. So, yeah. so the fact that, that the brain in that machine only has to process 64 steps. So think about this. It's 64 steps. And then you're doing all your you're doing all your um conditional triggers, you're doing all this stuff still at a 64 step increment as opposed to an MPC mm-hmm. that has 999 available steps. Now In every track. Yeah. Right. Now, now imagine the use case of like yo like um like I I'm not you the you can't do automation for 999 steps without blowing up your machine. It's gonna, it's, it's gonna be, you're gonna make that heart crash. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, I mean, if you really want to get down to it and say like, oh well, the Digitech can do wonders with one gig. I mean, the SP1200 could do wonders with what 10 seconds. So this <laughs> is this is the key. You guys are making the points that but I want to make because I think listen, that's a false argument, though. Let me just say that. Outright well, first. no, like, but I think I think I don't think it's necessarily a false argument. I think what the case is, we are in a different age of music making, where computer-based music making is the crux of of you know electronic uh, production, music production. So people get caught up in those specs coming from a computer mind state, like a frame of reference of computers, and we get caught up in those specs. And let's just be honest, man. I mean, if, if people could see some of the specs from the machines that some of the greatest songs ever were made on in the 90s and <laughs> early 2000s, they, they might as well not even be specs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But Right. So I think what the difference is, I think people got to keep it in perspective. This is a music making machine that has firmware. It is not an operating system. An operating system goes on a computer and the use case is very different and very vast and it needs to be the most wow. powerful stuff you can have. You know well, what I mean? You well, can use that for that. If, if you really want to get down to technicalities on it, I mean, it runs a version of Linux. Like, well, it does run so a it, version it of Linux. It does have an operating like, system on it. Let's not. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying, though, it's a different thing. I mean, your refrigerator has saying. TVs just, on it now. I just get dirty <laughs> right. about it when you're saying that. I'm like, well, you know, well, sure, sure, it's, sure, it's hardware, but 
it is a computer running software inside of it. Like yeah, but it's not. not it's a machine. It's not a computer. It's okay. not like a computer for computing. It's a computer yeah. for a specific use case, and that's what it is. And people, when people are talking about the specs in a in in the same sense that they would talk about computer specs for use for computing and screen and all that kind of stuff, that's a different thing that also, shouldn't be put into the lane of like music gear. It's also, just not the same. Also, Corey, in order for something to to have a Mac OS or iOS or or uh, Windows, it has to be approved by a certain standard, right? From Mac OS or iOS or or what if you develop a software for those things, mm -hmm. it has to be approved and 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 I believe that it has to be licensed in order mm -hmm. to put that logo on your Bluetooth or anything. You have to have yeah, a license. All those are licensed items, yep. You have a license for that. Therefore, it makes the cost go up. Certainly. Right? For the device. Mm -hmm. So imagine if the NPC was running a version of the Mac OS X, right? Mm -hmm. You guys remember the Miko? Mm -hmm. Yep. You guys yep. Then, then too, you're also beholden to those operating systems' lifespan, yeah. right? True. That and that's that's not smart business. Well, <laughs> you know what I mean. Bottom yeah. line is, is like the, the the specs, in my opinion, are not really holding it back in, in a major way. Like you know, mm -hmm. you can gripe about like, oh well, I could have more of this, I could have more of that, and you know, and that's fine. But if if you look at what's there, if you look at the way that it's specced out and everything, and you look at the possibility of like, hey, th they've they've kind of commented like that it's possible that disc streaming could happen, and if it does happen, then if that argument just goes away, like you don't have to worry about that, you know. Sure. Also, mm -hmm. one thing I, I noticed is that the new Denon controller also has the Ethernet jack on it. Yeah, yeah, right? and that's so it's telling me a couple things. First of all, I can plug right into my router and download my sounds from Splice or whatever the case is with fast connection yep. if I don't want to use Wi-Fi. Or it tells me, you know what, if I have one of these Denon DJ controllers that I can, can connect it that way, synced to my Akai Force, and now I have a clip launching thing and I can DJ at the same time. So that opens up a whole bunch of other possibilities and think of, think about the hardware there's mm -hmm. cv there's cv um connectors on the force we haven't seen any of that in the videos yet that means they have plans mhm mm mhm mm there's plans so so yeah the, and i could tell you actually that's one of my favorite features on it obviously i mean so it's a pretty powerful thing. I think putting CV on the force is where they missed the the boat on the NPC live Right, you know what I, I mean. I, live had CV on it. Yeah, it should have. I, I feel like if they were gonna, if they were gonna say NPC has uh, CV, then it should have been on both products, the X and the Live. And I think that they may have caught up with some of that feedback, and that's why they put it into something like the Force. But at the same time, it makes a lot of sense on a device like the Force, where you can control your modular. You can, you got four CV gates outs, right? You can yeah. control your modular. You could connect a. Um, uh, also, a, a MIDI device uh, with the MIDI in out through. Um, and you, I mean, you just have a lot of flexibility there. And what I've been doing is connecting it to my O Coast and to my modular, making, you know, complete jams and then recording the audio from what I've programmed with the CV. And you know what I mean? Just capturing the audio into a clip and mm -hmm. making full joints that way. And it's a, it's a, it's a comfortable workflow. You know what I'm saying? I, I dig the way you work that out. Yeah, man, it's super. It's super dope. Uh, like, I I think 
Well, here's the thing. Because the MIDI is so cool on the NPCs too, mm-hmm. it's you could easily get a MIDI to CV, you know. Yeah, certainly. Right, and then use that. Without a doubt. So, so there's 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 it's there's options. It's flexible. Yeah, yeah. And it would be even more flexible if it was on it, but you know, it is what well, it is. yeah, that, that's why I, I can't I can't front on the MPC live. I actually like the format. I've not had an MPC live, but I definitely think it would have been cool to have CV on it. But anybody that uses Eurorack know that there's a device called a MIDI to CV converter. Yeah. There's plenty of devices out there called MIDI to CV converters that you could use a MIDI device to control your Eurorack with that and send CV out of it. So there's options in that way. Um, but I can definitely say uh, uh, I've enjoyed being able to easily and quickly capture audio clips or do audio tracks. Also, somebody was saying, wait, only eight audio tracks? Well, the MPCX and the MPC Live only has eight audio tracks and standalone as well, right? But that's not the only kind of tracks you could do. You could do MIDI tracks, you could do CV tracks, you can do uh, drum tracks, which are basically MPC programs. You know what I mean? And what what I've noticed is if you were to get to a point where you ran out of audio tracks, well, then you could take whatever audio you wanted to capture, capture it and throw it on into a drum program on a pad and fly it in in a clip. Uh, you know what I mean? Or you can capture that audio, chop it up across 64 pads and fly it in any way you want to fly it in. So you... It, it the options are there, and that's the same stuff that you use with the MPC uh, yeah. line as well. Also, Corey, man, if you can't do damage with eight audio tracks, don't even damn know. right. <laughs> <laughs> Word like audio, you know what eight audio tracks is? That's like yeah, kick, snare, hi hat, no kick, snare, overheads, boom. That's your whole drum set. Then bass, yeah, guitar, yeah. then mm-hmm. roads and mono. You still got two tracks left over. That's true. And that's when you're looking at from a, a live perform, I mean, a live band sort of perspective with live instrumentation. So you can yeah. do real damage with that. And uh-huh. the other thing is, I mean, if you're talking about electronic music, this is a thing that captures loops and, and stuff and captures clips. But at the same time, you got the drum track. So your drums are going to be on one track unless you have multiple drum tracks. But that's still not touching the audio tracks. You know what I mean? I think, see, that's the kind of stuff I think people get caught up in, like, only, well, what do you think about it? If it was in, if it was in hybrid mode where it was controller, then you've got as many audio tracks as your computer can handle. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. It's like, in hybrid mode, you're not limited. Right. There you know, it is. You, that's you, the key. Yeah, and, and that's why I tell people that the standalone devices in today's era mm-hmm. are really made as um enhancement tools for creation yeah because we all know at the end of the day everything ends up on a computer right That's it true. ends up on a computer when it's being mixed when mm-hmm. it's being mastered it's yep. being done on a computer um unless you're one of those vinyl only dudes like you know, like our friend Aaron, that you know, vinyl only, a tape only. Yeah, yeah. vinyl only, tape only, which is good, but there's mm-hmm. certain limitations that you have when it comes to that. You can't, you don't have certain quality, certain certain uh, precision with certain things because you're not using a computer. A computer is made for calculation and precision. Mm-hmm. So, um, I just feel like this new force is not for the regular MPC user. It's for the nope. person that 
wants to be that, that's going to be introduced to the Akai brand, but it's coming from the new school way of production, which is essentially clip based. Which is here's another another thing that it has that I mm-hmm. admired. When I saw the when I saw the 64 pad layout with the progressions mode, it made more sense than it did on the MPCX. Right, right. That makes because sense. The, because the layout, I was like, whoa, you can lay out all those progressions over all mm-hmm. the 64 pads. It, it visually is more stimulating than on the MPCX. I think the same thing. I, I think the same thing about even just sample chops. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like when you think about like, cause you know, so there was a point when I first moved from Chicago to LA, I sold all my gear, which I didn't have much gear, but I sold it all, including my, my MPC 2000 Excel. And I started using logic when, and that was right. I, I was actually using logic when it was still PC based. And then uh Mac, uh, Apple bought it. And then, you know, I started using logic exclusively after I got my first Mac around that time. Um, so I was used to, at that point, starting to get into taking long samples and chopping it all up and having, you know what I'm saying, dozens and dozens of chops and going through. What I like about this, and, and that you spread across the, the keyboard and you yeah. just kind of got it, right? But with this, what I like is you get the 16 pad bank, bank A, B, C, and D, but if you chop something that has 32 chops or 64 chops or 48 chops or whatever it might be, it's all going to be right there in front of your face. And it may inspire a different mode of creation because with a 16 or a four by four grid, you really on that bank, you may switch banks. And I know cats were really good at switching banks to fly a sample in or just yeah. go back and program it accordingly. But this kind of inspires a different mode of creation. We got those 64 pads right there of all your chops <laughs> you well, could go I in you, i could tell you like as a finger drummer like i love i love finger drumming and I, i'm always like man i do wish i had access to my other banks like uh, personally my favorite finger drumming controller right now is the machine mk3 like i, I really love it and mm-hmm. with that being said i i got the push and i was really excited about all the extra pads on there but what i don't really love is the way that in general they kind of you know and and i say in general because you can modify this stuff but um it uses kind of like general midi mapping across a lot of it and a lot of the kits that you already load up from ableton are laid out in a way that's not intuitive to the finger drummer right like i like my kick on the one my snare on the two close hi-hat on three open hi-hat on the four and then stack up from that right so when i saw this thing I'm like, man, now I can kind of like it, it defaults to laying out banks like that, you know, to where you have section, you know, one bank here, one bank here, one bank here, one bank here. And I can section it out like that. Then on top of that, you have the freedom of editing like you do on an MPC, like chopping Mm -hmm. up sample, like you do the MPC. So for me, that's really like inspiring. Like that's one of the things that makes me more inspired about this than just going pushing live you know mm-hmm. i want the more expanded features of having 64 pads as opposed to just 16 but the ableton way of of working with audio just wasn't doing it for me so this is kind of like a nice way to bridge that gap between moving into that more clip workflow and then not having to lose that mpc sample editing functionality at the same time right you know what i mean that's the key that's why i say it's kind of the best of both worlds you know what i mean you kind of get some of that stuff from both spaces and quite frankly i didn't expect it to be 
a decent experience. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I've, like I said, I've been using it for the last month or so almost exclusively. Not even almost exclusively. And I can remember has been to, off. You used to fight using the live or, yes. or uh, the push. Excuse me. You used to yeah. fight that. Like yeah. we we've all had these conversations between me, you and St. Joe. Like we kind of have talked about this stuff a lot going back, back and forth between machine NPC and live mm -hmm. uh, Ableton live. That is. And you, I, I remember vividly, you didn't gel with that and you stuck strictly to the MP and yeah. it's like, you know, so this is an interesting way to kind of break the mold of the typical MPC user, which is really important for Akai, in my opinion, they need to get away from that. Oh, we're only going to do it this way because this is what the legacy user uses. Right. They got to get rid of that and start moving forward in, in their own workflows. Like right. it's. Pretty soon, the legacy user is not going to be able to be able to see the screen. Exactly, like mm -hmm. old heads. You know what I mean? And, and <laughs> it's like, And you know, and there's nothing wrong with sticking with your old gear either. No, like, a lot of wrong. a lot of a lot of the old heads that want that old workflow. Guess what? Your old machines haven't gone anywhere. Go, you know, use your your two thousand XL, use your three thousand, you know, whatever. Like that's fine. I still have mine. I like it. Yeah. But if I if I want to work quickly, I'm not grabbing my two thousand XL. You know what I mean? Like I like it, I'm not even really trying to grab my live all that often, except for the fact that I'm creating specific things for it. Like editing on machine is like man i'm like bam 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 i can move mm -hmm. through sounds i can chop stuff up and move through it so quick you know so to see them kind of finally breaking their own molds a little bit and be willing to evolve as a company is huge and and it's yeah that, that that's the key i actually love that idea because you got kind of two factions right when it comes to something like a car and i think the same thing would happen if emu sort of came back and put out a sp 1200 <laughs> you know like you got you got the purest sort of mindset they're like yo that's not the way we've always done it on the npc why are we even doing all that i get that um like i've even felt that way before too but at the same time i think you know it's kind of like any genre of music if if the envelope is not being pushed you're not being you're not growing and you're not allowing other people to kind of jump in and express themselves expression is not a, a a capturing of a moment in time and that the creativity is not the capturing of a moment in time it's about the expanding the growth the pushing the envelope and i think any company like akai got to keep in mind you need to pay attention to your core audience and all those so-called old heads or whatever, which I could be considered one myself, but you need to pay attention to them. You need to cater to them. But at the same time, it's in your best interest to expand your offering and start to make sure that you're growing. Because the last time they didn't have that thought process, machine came about. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and, and when machine came about, Ren was years and years out still. Well, I don't even know if it was a thought or whatever the case, but machine took over a lot of NPC users went over there and a lot of them are still over there. I did. Uh, right. I <laughs> so as long as as long as you only cater to your core audience it, from a perspective of like a company like this, you'll you could leave yourself in the dust. I'll say in comparison, I was listening to an audio book where this dude used to be the CEO of Blockbuster. And they had the opportunity to buy Netflix and they were all like in a boardroom saying ah, that's ridiculous. Nobody's going to. The people will always want to come to a store and get a physical product. Not and, me. 
queer's blockbuster now. I want to be the movie. Right. Yeah, I think Blockbuster's in Minnesota, if, if I recall. Yeah, you know where the last one is? It's probably a strip club, though. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's a whole other kind of block you're busting, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, whoa. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Blockbusters. Yo, let's let's move on to to to, to yeah. The, let's go. <laughs> I want to I want to get into the goofiness. The uh, let's talk. Oh let's wait, 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 wait. But just before we go. Oh no. Uh, Killer Tracks was just saying he dug the track that I was playing in the review. And yeah, I appreciate that. Thanks, bro. I just want to say that my plan is to release Sell that. Sell it for $5,000. I got artwork being done for a, a album that I'm putting out with all the beats that I've been making lately. Because um, the reception has been pretty cool. So this album is actually going to be called Rum Punch. So expect that. It's going to be soon. All right, now we can move nope, on. That, be that beat's actually for sale for five grand. I'm his manager, and if you want to talk to me, we can talk business. I only take a 25% cut. Math <laughs> 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 <Nice> pieces high. <laughs> so, yo, this this pocket operator, I wanted to get it, the, the pocket operator module. Oh, yeah, the pocket operator. I want to get into it. Don't start with the hate, Ken. What? What are you talking oh, about? You know I love it. What are you talking about? I've been throwing you guys off this whole time, so that we, when we get on the show, I can be like, oh, I love it. No, uh, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. We had conversations about this thing. And when I saw it, my initial reaction was meh. Because I look at it like it's not necessarily for me, but parts of it are in a way. So you, the, the part about it that excites me is just the fact that it's easily modifiable to be put into a Euro rack, which is cool. Mm -hmm. The part of it that doesn't interest me at all is it looks like the build quality and the the aesthetics of it just don't work for me, which is funny because oh, I'm gonna be the last thing. guy to talk about that. You know, mm -hmm. uh, I I hate how that battery pack is kind of just sitting in there, like with the folded tabs like that. Um, but I love the fact that it has a built-in speaker. So, what bothers you about the battery, Ken? Something about oh, is that what it is? Well, a couple of things. One, the fact that they're using double A's on there. I'm like, why not just do, put a LiPo like USB battery pack and do it that way? Like it could have been, I don't know. I could think of other, other routes of power in it, but that's besides the point. Like to me, the, the bigger issue is more like, I'm not really feeling the, um, the overall aesthetic of it. Like it just, and at the price point, it's like, it might be affordable for a full size modular kind of thing. But to pretend that $459 for a piece of music gear that you got to fold up and put together yourself in that way is considered affordable now, like, I, I don't know that I agree with that. Minimum wage just went up to 15 something. Oh, God. Yeah, over time. <laughs> Why'd you slide that way? Yeah. <laughs> Go to your local McDonald's and ask them how many of them are making 15. I'm just saying. Go ahead and say it. Fifteen dollars, yo! I'll, I'll get me one of these joints because I'll, I'll be flipping hella burgers. That's I'm what I'm saying, yo. So what was the price? Is a relative the... term, regardless. I'm just saying that in that same price tier, it's like I can think of other pieces of gear that you know offer offer an awful lot of functionality with a higher build quality. Um, yeah, but I, build, but build quality is something. Okay, I'm gonna say this because I know you can build quality. At your standard, the guy that likes wood, 
the guy that you know that likes Paul. <laughs> yeah you don't you like i just feel like i just feel like there's a certain ken quality of like ken will pick something up and the first thing he does is look at the knobs and he's like yo i fully i i disagree that's that's more on man look I have to grab a couple of things to show you some specifics, but my point being is, is that I'm okay with like things being kind of like slapped together, this, that, and the third. But when uh -huh. I start paying a premium price for that, it better not be, and or not better a have a crazy price. amount of functionality. Well, I don't know. I think I think to that's that's a huge assumption though to to say it's slapped together. It is put together in a way that I've never put anything together. It's very IKEA in its approach. <laughs> but, but that's the point. That's yes. What it is. It's kind of like the builder to DIY sort of deal. Yeah. So for me, I'm just like, well, for 500 bucks, I get a dope, like, key, like touch surface keyboard controller thing that has CVI that I can use with other things. I could take it over to my Eurorack mm -hmm. and use that same controller with that. And it has a built in sequencer. So already you're getting a touch surface controller, a built in sequencer. That's already something that, like, yo, there's a lot of value in that for dudes that don't have that. I don't hate it. Mm -hmm. I don't hate it. I just feel like when I saw it, it didn't get me like. I saw, I saw people that were showcasing like this insane amount of excitement about it. And I'm like, realistically, there are so many options to get into modular these days at low price points that it, it I don't know, Ollie. I, I, I get I it. Know, maybe I get one for my four-year-old, but like it, it just so, doesn't. So I'll tell you this, uh, Ken. What I've realized when uh, Teenage Engineering sent me, excuse me, the first three POs, the pocket operators that they built, it was within the first, uh, first, I don't know. I mean, literally, they were just coming out and they sent them to me and I acknowledged that there was a certain use case for them that was not mine. Didn't mean I don't I, like I wouldn't personally use them, but I got to acknowledge the vast majority of cats that use these are killing them damn things. Mm -hmm. I mean, and then that same user that might use the uh, OPZ or the OP1, uh, those like I know people that have hit me up or I was having a conversation with on IG. It was like I already bought it. Like they pre-ordered it already because that's that's that lane right there. The same people that use Volkas, the same people that use, you know what I mean? The Obzi and, and the pocket operators are going to murder for that that thing. So, and that some so, of those are the most creative folks. So every company has to have two kinds of products or maybe three. You have to have the low tier, the middle tier, and then the, and then the bins. You know what I'm saying? So for a teenage engineering, their highest price thing is their OP1. That's their mm -hmm. highest price thing. Yep, it is. Uh, all these other devices are still priced way under the OP1. Um, so it's just like this is a good entry. Plus, if you get an OPZ and one of these things, now you have a device that you can get CV out of the OPZ and sequence any of these modular things. It's a cool like little um ecosystem that they're building, which is which has that IKEA, you know, DIY you know, vibe. And I think that's really cool. And it appeals to certain demographics, but that, that demographic is being blurred now. Like all the things we're talking about, like even the force teenage engineering, all the demographics are blurring where like all these communities are liking everything. Mm -hmm. Problem with a lot of us is we don't come from that blended demographic. A lot of us have an absolute demographic. We come from a certain time and place and it just doesn't speak to us. Like even mm -hmm. quality, even quality, of what 
a lot of the new demographic like is different to what oh it's very different very different man listen i could put this and and you know what was funny is even this mpc 62 that i got sitting over here is is the chance part of it is plastic but most of it is metal and even that's a different build quality vastly different build quality than something else i could point at any number of things around here that's just vastly different than that yeah so so for me i'm i'm always looking at things generationally i'm like man sometimes i gotta I have to step aside when I don't like something and realize, you know what? I just don't have the same palette as some 15-year-old. And you know what? He grew up with everything made out of plastic when my Transformers were made out of metal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh. I, I, I got to say, though, I, I just got to say, you know, I'm looking at it. The The touch controller looks a little bit interesting. Uh, I'd like to – I need to see it in action and kind of check it out. So the touch controller, maybe. Uh, I just like you're saying, like, I just don't necessarily think it's for me. I will be interested to hear it. But the thing about it that has me like legitimately interested is so obviously this is just the start. They're obviously going to come out with way more modules for this thing. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. where I'm going to be interested in because right now it's all, you know, the the run of the mill kind of modules are in there right now. Yeah, it's the basic. What I want to see it's is the, when, the basic stuff. when they start putting out a module with some DSP in it and they start utilizing the, the stuff that teenage engineering is known for. You start putting that stuff in, in individual modules, which then I can modify and slap into my case. Like that's, that's where that it gets, really gets interesting. And, and I get it. But as, as a guy that works in a company and we put stuff out, I always know, man, we got to introduce it with the, with the, with the gotta, minimum. We got to, we got to ease it in. And I know it doesn't impress Ken because Ken ain't. Hold on. No, no, no. D- you're you're forgetting like they already detail how to put them into your rack like no, it's not it's not like it's not like a thing of like either or it's no like these modules like they're they're encouraging you to do that to, to it's all on that same standard so that you could easily put it into your rack no, so to me it's like it, it's a great idea for them like i mean not only by building I your think own it's modular brilliant, system, as a matter of fact, yeah. By, cool. by building your own modular system, it's it's they're going to be printing cash like that because you know people are going to want more modules, and the only place they're going to get them is through teenage engineering. So they make money off of the standard alone, you know. Yeah. What I mean? So it, it's good for them, like regardless. And I don't, again, I don't hate it. I, it's just not for me, and that's fine. Like not everything has to be for me. Also, yeah, yeah. That that's another problem that I think we get into. Uh, now with we this the information age where we have access to all this information, all this stuff, everybody kind of thinks they need to get whatever the new thing is. Yeah. Like you don't have to like the stuff. That's that's not I'm not speaking directly to you, Ken, but I'm saying like in general for people, like I think we got to get out of this idea, like we don't I don't need everything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You don't have to even like everything. I'm also I'm also a very I'm, I'm speaking very vainly. I want this thing just to have it as a centerpiece or or something in my studio. Like it's very stylish too. You know it what it reminds me of in a way? Do you remember the uh oh god, who is it that makes the um what's Arius Blaze's company called again? Um you know, he's got the he's got the one with all the little glowing wires coming out of it. Oh god, hold on. Glowing wires? Oh hey, look at this. You I'll, notice I'll that it says up. it says out of stock already. They've already pre-sold their first run, basically. It didn't say out of stock yesterday. <laughs> oh, you call full tech, Ken. 
huh? Yes, folk tech. Yeah. So mm -hmm. the folk tech, it, it kind of reminds me of that in a way. Um, just the way the casing is and that sort of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and I think and this I'll one is pretty so dope. Can see the folk tech matter is what I'm talking about, I do believe. So um, I think this this one, the system 170, actually, I kind of like that more than the larger system. I only got that square wave though. But Not you can, that. but you can buy the module to throw in here though, right? Like you can set it up any way you want. Uh, I guess. Not with this one. Oh that's yeah, right. not with that's that. Right. That's, that's true. It. So these, this is okay. I see what it is. So the waves are up top. Is that what's going on? And then this one is LFO square filter envelope and VCA. So the square wave must be built in. I don't know how they doing this. Also, also, the speaker is on the back. What's so, on the top? I can't tell what's that on the top. That, that looks like the speaker up top. It looks like the speaker. But then on the right side, though. That's outputs. Yeah. Okay, that's outputs. So yeah. where the hell are the waves? Where does what what what's, right the, what's the operator? You see it? Square is right under the is right next to LFO. Right. Yeah. Square, Square wave oscillator. Obviously. Okay, so so I wonder how they're doing this, but see the panels. So you could put whatever one you want in there, I think, because look yeah, at the panel. It's got screws on it. Yeah, you could put what whichever one you want in there. Right. But I think this system just comes with the square wave. Right. And you can buy the additional, you know, yeah. to chain interchange it. So I kind of like the form factor of this, I guess this is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. um, Here's I think it was kind of brilliant that the way they've done this and the fact that this is a touch panel sort of uh, keyboard. Uh, that you could use with your regular gyro rack and it comes at, uh, by itself too so if you're like well i'm not interested in that but i do want to touch surface for 150 dollars Corey, well, what's interesting to me is uh if you go back up to that red one um uh notice that there's a one u you can unscrew that up top right so you could throw other modules in there then oh yeah there might be one some u modules there may be stuff in there yeah, there might be some stuff there too you know what i'm saying like it just yeah like a really cool thing. I think. I think this is going to be. I think this is just the beginning of what we're going to see them come out with. Um, yeah, yeah. And then I was looking at somebody's. Uh, let me see if I can find so this. I can't this remember. right here is the folk tech mescaline that I was talking about. Right, and what's right funny on. is this is actually the same price right. point, or at least it was the same price point. I don't know if you can even get these anymore, but this was the folk tech one, which. You know, he tends to make stuff in very limited quantities. Um, so that was kind of interesting, but it just kind of reminded me of that in a way. So yeah, I, feel like, I feel like I'll sneeze on that joint and break it. I feel the same <laughs> way about the teenage engineering one. <laughs> and, and that, that, you could hey, I could respect that because I gotta tell you, I, I, I mentioned to you I went to Perfect Circuit Audio the other day of day before, whatever it was, often enough. So I was in there and what is the joint? I can't think of the name. It reminded me of that, and it was made by the same people who do the 008 and the 002. What's their name? Say, uh, uh, you're talking about uh, Modal. Modal. So what's the little Modal Sense Sculpt? Oh, and craft Sense. Craft. Yeah, that looks. Yeah. That reminds me of the Craft Sense, but I was looking at the Sculpt Sense, and I got to say, man. That Sculpt Sense sound, sounds pretty good. It sounds pretty good, but I hate the build. Like when y'all talking about sneezing on it and breaking it, I I've picked heard that up. I was like, things about the build, man. It looked like you can them. squeeze it and break the thing. Yeah, I haven't heard. I haven't heard great things about the build. I have a couple of friends that have them, and they all kind of say like that's the one thing that they they don't really love is you know they feel kind of cheap, but they are cheap. So, and that's the thing. It's like 
they are cheap. And then when you look, okay, so Ken, so the price that this thing is, right? What's the price of the, the big one of these? The big one is, I think, 499 Where is it at? Okay, so it's uh, $4.99, it. right? Yeah, 499 All right, this joint is 499 The Mini Brute is 649 right? Yep. Mini Brute 2S. Mini Brute 2S. Is it, this, is it the same voice structure? Uh, not necessarily. Um, uh, like sim like super similar though, right? I'm I'm looking. Um, the this one has so the teenage one technically has three oscillators, whereas the mini brute has two plus a sub. Um, it's got filter on here, LFO. Mini brute has two LFOs, I believe. Uh, has a much deeper sequencer. Has uh. What else do we got on here? I'm just kind of looking at the at the the build on these things on the 400, but yeah. So get to your point. <laughs> no, no, I'm just I'm just saying it does. This doesn't seem like it seems like a. I would I would pay this much for something like this. And you probably would. And me as you know. Well, look at your rack compared to my rack. You right. That's that's the other thing I wanted to mention too, Ken. Like you know, a cat with a rack like yours. Or a rack like mine's like that's a different sort of customer. Right? Hold on, it's not no, the no, no, because you guys are making it sound like I'm I'm elitist about that kind of thing. No, nah, I don't think that's, that's many that's years ago. I don't think it's and, and no, like that's not that's not to me. I'm if you, you want to look at elitist, though, value per dollar, Corey's <laughs> like, but you are an elitist. <laughs> no, I, I totally disagree. You're talking about the guy who uses like I'll use a, a twenty dollar guitar pedal the same time I'll use. No, no, I, I I don't know that no, no, I'm, no, I'm speaking know, in just my my point is more like if you're talking about just strictly you know dollars per cent and and that kind of thing, um, it's. Man, like they're also not producing in the same quantity as, as something like Arturia. So like it's not apples and apples when you're talking like that. You know what I mean? Like I do recognize that, you know what, if you're getting something from teenage engineering, it's going to it's not going to be produced nearly on the same scale in the long term. It's going to have this niche appeal. You know, there there are def definite value aspects about it. it. I'm just simply saying they haven't come out with the modules that get me excited yet. And they may, you know, and when they do, I'll probably change my tune and be like, oh, snap, they came out with this crazy cow wavetable sampler module that's insane. And I got to have that. They put the KO in that thing and like do some cool stuff with it. I'm right there. It's, I'm right there with it. Give me that. Different variation of moves. You'll see me. You'll see me sucking the teat of teenage engineering in no time. I love what they do. I'm just saying that this as it stands currently. Mm -hmm. It only inspires me to the point where I'm like, okay, I can sit this on like my, my kitchen table and, you know, mess around for a little while. And that's cool. And then Ollie, my, my four-year-old is going to ah. and take it from me and it's going to be his. Yo, yo, check this out. Accurate Beats is like the design, guys. A normal modular system that's looks a like a bird's nest for geeks. The teenage system looks amazing in the studio. And that's what I was trying to say earlier. I just want, I, I can get two things out of this. The value comes from, I get a piece of furniture that makes a dope sound. Word. For me. And we talked about this yesterday, man. Like, I think that the stuff that they designed for Ikea, I would not buy. Like, I think that that stuff looks cheap and, like, it doesn't interest me unless I was, like, a bachelor living in a perfectly clean space that had no dust and, like, I didn't touch anything. Like, 
it this kind of speaks to that same aesthetic and to me the de the design that some people are going to love and fall head over heels for to me is actually a bad thing like i don't dig the design hey guys i'm as speaking as ken's friend if you've seen his boots you know the style he likes <laughs> 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 what are the kinky boots? <laughs> the exact, no, no, no. The exact boots. and Corey wants to go there, so we'll go there. Let's <laughs> why don't you pull out your fishnet stocking shoes so that everybody can say you want to go there, we'll go there. All right. I wear man boots that got dirt on them because I work. All right. You on the other hand, you walk hey. around with your fishnet stockings that match your, your car. Don't even go <laughs> that route. This hip hop, bro. I'm fly. That's what hip hop do. Corey, Come on. <laughs> See, and you notice how he doesn't pull out the fishnet stocking shoe. He's that. scared. Corey, this this is not the, do you Corey. not know what these are? Yo, Go look at them. I'm not these. talking about them. Pull out the red ones. Corey, can do that too. Just all night. Corey, this is my style. This is my style all the day in the studio. <laughs> I got to please staying comfortable. Listen, listen. All I'm saying is, is that. Or he should shut his damn mouth. <laughs> and that that thing looks like it was designed, you know, for for somebody living inside of an art art museum and not actually touching anything. Look, this, oh, is, this, this is fly shit, is what you call this. And now everybody can't do this kind they of thing. Got fishnet stockings on and yeah, lipstick. That's right. They look like that's a Christmas right. story lamp. Uh, <laughs> I ain't afraid of that. And they match my whip, too. Hey, that's what I'm from the west side of Chicago. We do these kinds of things. Look, accurate, accurate piece. Look, this is all Ken's opinion. It's not my <laughs> And Ken's opinion is like, you ever seen that episode of Friends where dude is like, it's a moo opinion? They're like, did you say moo? And he's yeah. like, yeah, it's a cow's opinion. It's a moo opinion. Nobody cares. Oh, God, don't even <laughs> on like that. Look, look. There he goes, racial profiling me with the friend show. Look, look. I, hey. I watch Friends. There's black people on there. There's three uh, of them. They be working. <laughs> I don't watch friends. Yeah, yeah, they be in the back serving coffee. Yo, look, look. I like the way this thing looks because I'm picturing it like if somebody walks into my studio, they're like, "Oh, what's that?" I'm like, "Oh, well, let me tell you. This is an introduction to modular." Yeah, it's just it's just striking, and I know the the nucleus, the nuclear level that Ken doesn't like this because it's not in neon green. Right. That's, That's why. It. If that yellow was neon green, Kim be like, I gotta have it. We actually <laughs> talked about this yesterday too. And like I said, it would have to be two two colors. They they could do a seafoam green and they could do a lime green, and it would probably work. I'm just Is saying. There a thing called seafoam green. Kim Man, listen. Know. If you don't know about seafoam, my old studio, the accent wall was seafoam. Oh, okay. Seafoam green. <laughs> I, I did a seafoam. I did a seafoam, and then a neon green. Yo, seafoam. Yo, if if I if we're ever at like uh, at Home Depot together, and you're just like, you know what? Let me go pick up some extra seafoam green to touch. Up. <laughs> I'm like, hey, Ken. Um, uh, Let me pick up some extra seafoam green. Hey, Ken, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go pick pick you up a whole bag of nails for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> Eat those. <laughs> Yo, put this on Yo, your pizza. <laughs> if they come out, if they come out with pistachio green on it, we could talk. 
<laughs> I, you know what? I got a meeting with these with teenage engineering at Nam next week. I'm gonna make sure to tell them to do a, a seafoam grain version of that. And yo, yo, and I, and for the record, like I, I love those dudes. I, I got video of them dudes dancing around shoes before the the OP one even came out. Like we, mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we, they're they're great guys, and I love the fact that they they aren't afraid to be themselves. You know what I mean? They're totally unabashed artists and i love that about them and and i'm happy that they're doing it the way that they're doing it i'll just wait until i see some modules that make me really excited and then and then you know what i'll be the biggest hypocrite and i won't even care because you'll see it sitting up here somewhere you know and you'll be like wow flux has that thing he was talking shit about (laughs) that happens sometimes that happens honestly there's been a couple things that i thought i'm never messing with that and then it becomes something that i use the most out of everything um, there's all conversely, there's things that I thought I would really love that I've gotten and been like, oh no. <laughs> hey, what happened with the expressy? The, the expressive the expressive touche. I just it just wasn't something that I dug, man. Um and I think the price point <laughs> played a big factor in it because I was just kind of thinking like $3.99 is a lot of, lot of, lot why, of why don't you tell the story though about what you did, about oh, how you bought that thing. Wait, before you guys go, did you guys hear the sound examples? We could pull them up so that other people could hear them. That would probably yeah, not be a bad yeah. idea. Hold I, on. Didn't, I, I didn't realize there were sound examples. All yeah, yeah, they're up on here. Page. Yeah. Also, I have a question, Ken. Is this actually plastic that it's made out of? Is it plastic? I don't no, know. I think I that's think metal, yo. Because I saw the it? video and I see how they're bending it to make yeah, it. Yeah, I think that's. I think it's metal. Hold okay, on, it could be metal. Yeah. Uh, I think it's metal. Yeah. So that's another thing that I'm just like, oh, that might make a huge difference of what it is. You're um, not wrong about that. All right. So hold on. Let me um. Let me try this. Uh, I'm gonna try and play this. And guys in the chat, let me know if this works. If you guys can hear it. It sounds pretty clean, to be honest with you. Um, the the Korg modular, uh, Volca modular, in my opinion, everything that I've heard from that sounded a little bit on the grainy side, but that could also be, you know, YouTube and, and Instagram and that kind of thing. Let me play uh, th- this other one here as well. Oh, hold on. They're saying copyright strike. Accurate. Right. I don't uh, know if that I would think... be a copyright strike, right? Because this is like a promo thing. It's not like necessarily somebody's songs. And it's also not playing directly from another YouTube thing. So we'll be all right. I think it sounds pretty good. I felt this but... sounds pretty round. <clears throat> yep. All right. And one more. Here we go. Analog farts are always good. Yeah, I was just say that. That's the more gas, like, uh, the more gas, the more authentic it is. That sounds like lactose synth. <laughs> <Lactose>. <laughs> that should be the name of our first synth, guys. Lactose. Lactose. <laughs> That's perfect. 
Ah, those filters don't sound steppy. Yep, that's not a Well, they better filter. not. They should be analog. They don't sound steppy. That's dope. All right, that's enough of that. It, it, I don't know. It sounds okay to me. Like it doesn't sound. It sounds. It sounds clean, but it didn't like. I no. It's it's listen. It's just that there wasn't anything there that was like surprising me. Like oh wow, that's amazing or anything like that. And that's fine. Like you know because this is the first offering of it. I fully expect them to do like more interesting things with that platform. That's all that all that there is to it. I got you. And from the looks of the buttons and all the controls, it looks like you can use the OP1 accessories to put on the yeah. buttons. It's got that it's got that um print your own kind of vibe. Yeah, this is super it's actually pretty cool. What I'm trying to figure out how do you change the batteries on the on the it's probably slides out. Probably slides out, right? Because I'm trying to figure yeah. out like, yeah. I don't want to have to bend it every time I want to like when the battery it. dies, you just throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a disposable euro rack. <laughs> Which would actually be kind of fire if there was like a disposable euro rack case. No, that would not oh be God. fire. We, no, landfills do not need that. Yeah, no doubt. Like you have the most fire set ever. But if you look, if you look at these modules, I'm sharing my screen. You should be able to see it. Like if you see how in this purple case here, they got the the modules kind of sliding out. That's the actual modules, and then mm -hmm. you just clip them into the back, in the back there and then screw them in. Um. So it makes me wonder about like down the road when they come out with different modules for it, what happens to that faceplate? You know what I mean? And they probably but start selling different faceplates. I was on one of the one of the guys from uh, Teenage Engineering's Instagram, and I saw a bunch of different faceplates, different colors than this one, but it looked like it was for that 170 system. So it's probably going to be a matter of once they start introducing new modules, I'm guessing that they'll start introducing new faceplates, too. Well, and, and that'll probably become refined over time. Honestly, this get, get, this is actually a cool opportunity to, to paint your own stuff, too, and, mm -hmm. like, kind of customize it yourself because it's such a blank slate. It's cool that you can kind of add your touch of flair to it. Um, and I'm looking at the cables that they're using, too. I'm trying to figure out if those are stackables. No, nah, it doesn't look stackable. But they are regular patch cables, though. No, they have like an orange tip, and then there's like another thing that comes out of it. Ken, what, what what happened? Why did Ken do that? Okay. Yeah, Ken, uh, Corey, look at the look at the cable. It has like right. an orange an orange tip to it. That's a regular patch cable, I guess. Yeah. Huh. This is yeah. Really it's just a tip. I think it's just a a, a tip for. Yeah, this is really interesting, man. Like I'm I'm like super interested in what's happening here because yeah man yeah i think it's dope but i'm curious how big this is that looks actually pretty small the 170 system looks pretty small um but i like the format of it i like the 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 whole thing about it i really dig that yeah um, i can't front though i like the the larger one too and honestly i gotta say for me i'm not into pocket operators because of the size um that's why i didn't dig them right but for something like this to be able to get like uh that teenage engineering sort of the way they do their instruments and get it in in a size format that you can really kind of put your hands on and <laughs> dig into that's not like a micro size format i think this is real dope yeah man this thing is this thing is super dope 
I'm excited. I think it's I think it's going to be cool. And the fact that we've been talking about it for so long is uh, is that, a, that says a lot. Yeah, yep. it's a really good thing because I think it's just filling uh, small pockets of of need for for different for different audiences. So, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited about it. So hold on, I'm gonna go to the the next thing. I don't know where Ken where he's in the chat, but he's now. Oh uh, no, I'm I'm here. My video just stopped working. And hold on, I gotta. I'm trying to share my screen real quick because you guys need to be aware of this. Um, let me see. I gotta break this thing. <laughs> that out. sounds. That sounds. It's pre it's pretty important. Um, <laughs> and I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm you know kind of a big deal. So take a look. Here it comes. Bam. <laughs> Can you there see that? Oh my god! A, fr a friend of my, my buddy Jim over at Neutron oh, Sound no. just did that. <laughs> he photoshopped it. He photoshopped it in, yeah. in record time for you. So, so shout out to Jim, and I highly recommend that everybody check out what Jim's been doing. He's been making some really cool Eurorack modules, and uh, oh, but I still stand by. He, he's the guy who makes the organ accumulator. So, oh, I need one of those. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. So, Jim, I need to get one of those Oregon accumulators, man. I think it's yeah, amazing. I, yeah, I need to get one of those. Anyway, yo, that looks horrible in green, Ken. I hate you. I hate <laughs> you. It's there. Why, though? <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Yo, that joint is so unappetizing, yo. That is, oh. oh my gosh! I don't understand your aversion to green. What's wrong with you? It's not that I don't like green. It's too you know what? too much green. Is just like hey. all right. Well, listen. Let's let's move on before I have to slap you around. So, <laughs> you know. All right. So, yo, let's let's uh go to um. Oh, you know what? I'm on my I'm on my site, B Boy Tech Report, and you should. People out there should check out my man here with "Don't Make Beats Like Me," Chris Rucks. It's a dope book. Hold on, I'm going. I'm going <clears throat> to the site. Uh, all right, so I want to go to uh, the Korg Volca Drum and Volca Modular. So we're noticing a theme here, guys. Right, all of these companies are trying to dip their toes into modular. What do you guys think of that? I think modular is the future. Work. That's what I think per personally. I think everything is going there. Um, and yeah, people better start learning, start learning it. So I went I went modular back in like 2012, AD. somewhere around there. And now that um this stuff is all like becoming way more affordable and catchy, I'm just gonna have to leave so I can stay hipster. <laughs> right? Well, you know, you know what happened because I feel I like that's what Bryce did. did. I've been noticing about how badly I'm failing lately because I had zero succulents. <laughs> no, that's right. You're not synth bro enough if you don't not have synth succulents bro next to your next to synth. your modular rig. <laughs> synth bro, wait, is that a class of dude? Synth bro? That's that's yeah, what it's synth bro. <laughs> you gotta do you gotta do nothing but but ambient albums with succulents <laughs> and a wood desk, right? Oh man, <laughs> there it he's is, synth bro. Well, luckily, <laughs> luckily, Steelware is no, he's you're a synth bro man. And, <laughs> and he's got he's got black glasses with a little flare on the end, so 
You're you're plenty hipster enough. Yeah, and, and you lived in Portland. How yeah, could you I, not be hipster? Bro, I, I've been a synth, bro. Since before the, synth bro was a thing. And you just proved how synth bro you are by saying man. that. Oh, oh man. my gosh, I'm a synth bro. <laughs> I have to a program. I was like, hi, my name is Daniel. And I'm a synth bro. Now, what I'll say, though, about that modular, um, so a lot of people are crying about the fact that, you know, those those little patch bay pieces for it, they only are rated for 200 uses, right, before they're expected to die. What? Uh, Which one? For cork? The, yeah, the, those little, uh, those are like circuit board patch, right. uh, patch points. They're not meant for, they're not like a quarter inch jack that it's meant to take abuse, right? Right. So, a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, well, they're going to fail. Let me just say for the synth DIY guy, that's going to be beautiful because in a couple of years, there's going to be a flooded market of broken ones that are easily fixable. So mm -hmm. I'll be looking forward to that because then I'll modify the crap out of one of them things. Um, man, I can't deal with them little, little patch cables, man. I feel like I'm getting both of those things. Like I'm getting both of those new Volcas. They both look Yeah, great. I've vacillated on this a little bit. I wasn't, I'm not interested in Volcas, but actually, I do find myself the more I hear some demos of this Volca modular, the more I'm like, that's dope. I could I could rock that. It sounds no, it sounds good, but I feel like I'll find myself not wanting to patch on it much. Mm -hmm. Because it's just because of those little needle joints. Yeah, I feel like well, let me ask you this, man. Uh do you use uh do you use your Volcas? Uh, you, you have a few of them, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you use those as much as you use your pocket operators? I actually do. I, okay. I use them on a regular basis. See, to me, like I, I'm all about it because I have a modified Volca Beats that I love. I absolutely love that thing. I love the little sequencer on it with the delay and all that stuff that you can do. Um, I dig Volcas, man. I think they're mad fun to just keep in the car, like you know, whatever you're doing with them, like they're just fun. So, and, and that drum looks crazy. Like it's got the the chord yeah. wave drum. Uh, <laughs> technology in there like I i'm all for it man i'm so Ken, i didn't realize that until you said that the other day that the the volca drum has the cork wave drum technology in it and that takes the the value of that joint up way high in my mind because that wave drum was cold yeah <laughs> so, so cold yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's real cool man like, i'm i'm really digging it i just i i'm i'm actually having a hard time with the volca drum more than the Volca modular because I have an analog rhythm. So for me, the Volca drum is just like a little underwhelming, but I'm not, I think, I think I can make some heat with it. Like I think it's cool. Um, so I'm, yeah, so the, the, the price points on them, obviously that's the other key point there. So you got the Volca drum <laughs> coming in at 149. I think they initially advertised it as uh, 169 and then the Volca, uh modular coming in at 199 actually and i think that may have changed back and forth between 199 and 129 i mean okay. two 229 and 199 uh, okay. but at any rate still pretty dope <clears throat> hmm yeah, yeah i'm thinking those man like i i like it and the 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 Volca fm was pretty cool uh, i know a lot of people that like the sample the sample one wasn't really for me but um I don't know. I like some people hate on Volcas. Like I just think they're cool for exactly what they are. You know what I mean? I like Volcas, but in in this day, I've been using my iPad more than the Volcas. 
And it's See, not- that's the thing is like the iPad can do way more and there's a lot of really, really powerful things on it. And I use my iPad a good bit too, but I do find myself enjoying like Volcos have that hands-on hardware yeah, yeah, yeah. feel and the iPad just doesn't. So there's that. I have things like that, um, that Arturia Spark LE controller. Sometimes I use that with my iPad, but I don't like always having a dongle hooked up to my iPad, that kind of thing. So I'm oh, looking forward to the new iPad that has actual USB-C on it, and then I can just do that. I wasn't digging. When's that happening? It's already out. Yeah, it's already out. That? Yeah. yeah. I, That's I the, was, new, the new Pro. Yeah, I, I, was, I was not digging that Spark LE, man. Oh, I like it. I actually really like it. Like, I I know Arteria is going to be dropping something new at uh, NAM, so I'm excited to go over to that booth and see what it is, man. No comments. I know, Ken. No comment. <laughs> Stay safe. Stay safe out there, kids. Um, <laughs> Yo, I, I'll say this, man. As far as uh, the the... The Volca stuff that I've heard in the demos, like the modular one, it had it. So it's it's clearly going after this West Coast mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, it had a slightly more gritty, almost overdriven sound to it that I don't associate with that style of synthesis. Um, and I just don't know if it's those particular demos or what. So I'm really interested to hear one in person. Hmm. Like it just sounded a little bit more rough than than what I associate with something like a bucle tone, you know, where you get that nice rubbery, um, yeah, you know, liquid liquid FM kind of sound. Bukla does definitely have a sound, and it is not. I mean, it can get aggressive, but it's still, you know, like you said, kind of rubbery, and it it, it has smoother edges almost. It seems it's kind of. I feel like I'm more of an East Coast boy when it comes to synthesis. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's kind of another one of the reasons why some some of the West Coast synthesis doesn't attract me because it just doesn't I don't it doesn't do anything for me as much as East Coast synthesis does. Maybe just because of the the genre of music that I constantly throw myself into. But I'm trying to break out of that because I do appreciate the the technique and all the stuff that that comes along with uh west coast synthesis so but yeah man it's super dope i, th- I think it's gonna be i think it's gonna be fly what people are gonna do with it is gonna be really really dope well did you guys see the ugliest announcement um so far which uh, one um let me let me pull up some pictures real quick are you talking about them chromes <laughs> the cross yeah <laughs> <laughs> this this in my opinion is like the quintessential oh, marketing fail. Like oh. this thing, this thing looks <laughs> like straight hot buttered garbage. Oh, that joint looked like an outfit that my parents dressed me up for church in. I think. <laughs> oh, Let me see if they have the. Uh, I want to see if I can pull up the other colors. They, so they and they do have a green one, and I'm telling you, green ain't saving it. Well, you know what? I couldn't even post those on my site, man. I was just kind of like, yeah, nah. Yo, yeah, them joints is ugly with a yeah. side of ug. Yo. <laughs> there we go. Look, here's the green one. Here's the green one. This this is supposed to make me happy, and it's not happening. Yeah, oh, man. Yo, you know what? It looked like they did a collabo with LA Gear. Remember them gym shoes? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, them joints look goofy. 
This thing looks like it's, it's designed for like Japan, and that's it. Yo, <laughs> oh my goodness, yo, man. Them joints look goofy, yo. Like just goofy. And you know what Accurate did say? He said it reminds him of the Micron. Mm-hmm. The yeah. Micron was was actually, if you go back and look at the Micron, yeah, it had red sides, but it was actually better looking than this. Like it was this better is, looking, but it wasn't great looking either, though. It was man, look at this. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's no way. Ooh. That is just what. Yo, I feel like I, I gotta would. Find get, the, I gotta find the back picture too. I, I feel like I would no. know. Like I would get a tan using that joint. <laughs> I feel dirty even looking at it. You know? <laughs> it's Yo, not cool. I don't even really have words for it, man. I'm yeah. glad. I'm glad. I'm glad it's a limited edition, though. I'm glad that they came out with you know the the mini log XD and the uh, Volcas you know before announcing this thing because like if this was like their their first announcement for Nam like everybody would have been like all right somebody throw a brick through their window. <laughs> but here's the thing like is it different design teams? Oh I'm sure I'm sure this this isn't marketed towards the same type of people at all either so. Oh my god! I mean, it's obviously not marketed towards our demographics, but god, I'm just I'm, saying I'm, that I'm, thing I'm, is. I'm genuinely disturbed right now yeah it's like, i mean it's like it's like cork doing casio better than casio does casio oh you know what i wanted to which by the way casio is supposed to have something at nam too i don't know if anybody's interested in that <laughs> casio you know always they they kind of they kind of have sleepers though man because that one since they put out that uh jpw something uh the 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 XW series that they did where where it was like yeah but even that was like oh god have you ever felt one no i haven't but yeah yeah it didn't, that, it didn't sound that bad though i tell you what when we were at nam last year and we walked past that i've told the story before we walked past the booth and he was like on that thing just, oh he was all over he it he was making a face <laughs> he was on it and it just sounded like straight casio piano <laughs> like and not, and not the privia <laughs> Hey accurate. hey, accurate, are you coming to NAM this year? Are we going to see you in the States? I don't know. Yo, I wanted to show cats this, man, just because I ran up on this thing, uh, and I don't know I don't know if it's new or old or... Polyvox. Yeah, that joint is fire. Yeah, the Polyvox Mini, bro, by Elta Music. Mm -hmm. I don't even know why more people don't know about this. Did I went back change, a second Did day. they change the name? Is this the same one that was originally by a... Um... Somebody else is doing a polyvox and it's oh god, it was basically like the name was it was Nave. The company yeah, was yeah, Nave. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's another one though, Ken. Okay, that's a different one. Yeah, that's another one. Yeah, it's a different one. But I mean the, the sound of this joint is pretty incredible. They did a really good job on this. So here you have an original one and then their uh recreation in mini form. And I think it looks cool. Five hundred dollars even. And it really sounds good, man. That uh, looks it's cool all in me, Russian. Man. Yeah. And, and, and they, here's they, they here's one of the cool things. Sound good. Here's one of the things. If you if you were like, oh well, I just want to get the vintage, you have to understand that like they're not typically, from my understanding, they're not rated for U.S. power. So like you got to get a, a conversion transformer, this, that, and the third. Like, and of course, the whole panel is not English. And you know, it's, there's drawbacks to buying a po a real Polyvox that this thing negates. So. I like yeah. this a lot. I like it a lot, man. And then, you know, actually, this one is in English, but I have to tell you, 
the panel on this particular one I'm showing is in English. But when I was at Perfect Circuit, they said all the ones that they have are uh, in Russian. And so, like, you can see that here, right? And so I was looking at it at first, like, uh, what is, what? I couldn't even, anyway, they brought this thing over. There's this little sheet <laughs> that they showed me, like, here it is in English, so you know what you're touching, what you're doing. Uh, but yeah, it's it's dope, though, man. So I'm going to go ahead. I'd I'm over here it. on, uh, I'm on Centopia's site right now. Um, mm -hmm. and I've got the, uh, the other one pulled up. This is another poly, uh, polyvox, uh, clone type thing. And, uh, it's called the Nave or, or excuse me. It's called the, the polymorph, I believe. And it's by Nave. So here's the sound and everything. Too. Let me make sure my. Let me turn my volume up. <laughs> but that one's looking pretty dope too. Um, now, horrible name choice because uh, it's called the polymorph and it's mono, and you know, it, <laughs> but it looks dope. It looks dope. And, you know, I was just kind of thrown off by the naming convention because Nave, I was instantly thinking of uh, Waldorf. Yeah, and then right. yeah. Polymorph, I was like, well, is this some kind of poly? No, it's mono. Okay. <laughs> uh, what's going on here? But yeah, so that's cool stuff. And you can get, um, there are some Eurorack uh, Polyvox stuff out there too. Like uh, Harvest Man does that, I believe. And, oh, yeah, yeah. There's, there's actually a good bit of... Um, uh polyvox modules out there like clones and stuff that you can get but i don't know it's it's always a synthesizer that kind of intrigues me and they have a really they're known for like this kind of raw tone so mm -hmm. it cool has stuff. a really raw tone and it kind of it, it harkens back to it just sounds kind of classic you know what i mean it, it it's a really dope synth and for five hundred dollars for that little tabletop i thought it was pretty dope i don't think anybody that gets that will be disappointed <clears throat> So I will say uh, one area of NAM that I've been kind of uh, looking at is the guitar pedals um, and what guitar pedals are coming. Strymon's got their um, Volante, uh, uh, which is yeah, basically Magneto. It's it's like Magneto that's been it's like a stripped kinda, down sort of Magneto, right? Yeah, yeah. It's Magneto that's been kind of refined to be more specifically like the um, what was that? What was that pedal called? The uh, Echo Echo Rec. Mm -hmm. um, so that looks dope. Uh, I'm a big fan of um, Alexander guitar pedals. Uh, I'll, I'll show you guys this real quick because I'm a big fan of these. So if you guys know about Alexander guitar pedals, uh, I'm a big fan of these guys. And and this current platform that they're using is dope because they can kind of do different things. And uh, I like the musicality of these things. So they've got a new pedal that I think one or two new pedals that are coming for Nam. So that looks cool. Um, Oh, yeah. don't, um, oh, Eventide has a new pedal out too. They, I just oh, saw. Do they? Yeah, it's called the Rose pedal. Yeah, Blooming Rose or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> Rose. Uh, uh, also, I think uh, Red Panda has a new, uh, a new oh, delay pedal. Oh yeah. Yeah, Red Panda is another one of them companies that I'm like, man, I want that tensor so bad. Yes, sir. Super dope. But I am interested to see what this uh, um, what this thing is like, the Strymon Volante that you were just talking about. That 
that's pretty dope. It'll be nice to check it out and see what it sounds like on sense. I reached out to them. It's like, yo, y'all need more synth demos. And they're like, we're working on it. So it'll be nice. Soon they'll be throwing out some uh, demos of this on sense. So yo, uh, if anybody wants to bless me with an even tied H9000 just because you like me, just I'm just letting you know. H9,000. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, you don't know how many I have that joint in the cart, and it's like one of those things that's in your cart that you're never going to get. And I'm just like, yeah, I want Yeah. Well, yeah, that's kind of like I got a, a, a Moog yeah. one in my cart. I keep looking cart. at it. Yeah, it's in my cart. It's sitting there. Yo, honestly, um, I was I was thinking about, yo, I was thinking about the other day selling my <laughs> selling all my Eurorack. And just mm -hmm. get one. Yeah, it's not a bad idea, but I don't know if I'm gonna sell my Euro rack, but yeah, I definitely I gotta get it. <laughs> no, but but definitely, I've definitely looked around the studio a few times, like yeah, this might go and that might go and that might go because mode yeah, one. Yeah, man. Because I'm like, man, I, but I, I definitely want to pick up some H9s. I think I want to get two H9s uh this year. Uh Unless they come out with something new, you never know. I have a feeling mm -hmm. that I'm going to be doing something similar, except I think what I want to do is I want to get an H9 and then a space. Because uh, I like, for reverb, I love having full, like, immediate hands-on control of all the parameters. Mm -hmm. And H9 is great for, like, you know, you can hop through parameters pretty quickly. But I really, for reverb especially, I kind of, I like that ability to just grab stuff so it, it would either be the space or it'd be the um big sky or something to that effect maybe an empress i don't know i would like to check out the empress now that i've gotten my hands on a space and a big sky because i want to see the differences between them and i, I still got to do a, a comparison video uh for those two the space and the big sky Oh, uh, Mr. Valentin has the H8000. Oh. Well, tell him to send it on over. <laughs> you open your mouth. Now it's got to be shipped. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, hey, man. <laughs> I'll be your friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that joint, yo. Because for me, I'm like, yo, I think it's fire, yo. Like, I've been watching so many videos on it. it's crazy. And you know, Richard Devine got everything. So every time we watch it, I feel like I feel like he be having stuff before even like it's thought of. Like, hey man, yeah, right. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> that's true. Hey, hey man, that should be a sampler that's in your brain. All of a sudden, you see his Instagram with wires hooked up to his head, and he's like, "Look at that." <laughs> Like, yeah, I got it. <laughs> I manufactured it for y'all already. To yeah, do. I'm like, yeah, this dude is next level, yo. Yeah, so yo, man, we're going to go ahead and call it one, unless y'all got something else y'all want to uh, throw out there. Uh, uh, I want to give I want to give some good luck vibes. Um, what's, what's this guy's name? Like Low Hiss or something like that on Instagram. He's creating a, um, a Raspberry Pi-based um, SP-1200 recreation and it's just like a little diy project that he's kind of doing for himself right now but uh i've been following the project and i'll uh i'll pull it up on my instagram so i can share his his ig because i want people to kind of follow that um yeah, but basically cool. what he's doing is he's creating a, a very basic sp1200 recreation but he's going through all the menu structure of the sp1200 and he's recreating the operating system from scratch because that that information, like the actual source code for the SB 1200, Dave Rossum's gone on record and said that it's gone. Like it's, it's been lost to the wind. So, um, yeah, he's but he's gone on record to say what 
it's the the original operating system. That code is gone. Like oh, it can, well, it, yeah, okay. like it's gone. That's bad though. That's kind of operating system though. Yeah, build a okay. new one with the same sensibilities. That's all. Like no, the, yeah, the yeah, I know. Well, yeah, right? but if if people ever wanted there to be another direct uh, recreation of it, you know, like it's gone. I feel yeah. you. But I'm off that, yo. Like, I want but, but he also said that if anybody's gonna do a SP twelve hundred, it's gonna be him. So it's it's low underscore hiss, and uh, I'll see if I can't show this real quick because like he's um. Let me see if I can bring this up so you guys can see it. I don't know how well you'll be able to see it. Um. So he's basically built it onto a shoebox, like he photocopied uh the the panel and then built it onto a shoebox, and it's just a cool little project that like dude is doing his thing and you know i'm 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 wishing him luck so go follow low underscore hiss on ig on, tell, me, him, tell him that a, i sent you a, yeah tell him that a I little better picture of that hold on yeah i'm watching that right now yeah i see it and i'm not expecting it to be like anything you know ultra amazing i just think it's a cool project that somebody's taking on themselves and that's that's why i'm sharing it you know what i mean no that is pretty dope though so this is this is the guy, and you can see here. Actually, this is a better picture of it. Uh, you can kind of see the bottom is his shoebox kind of recreation of it mm -hmm. with the with the with the uh, little microcomputer joint inside of a Pico computer joint inside of it. And obviously, the one at the top is the actual SP. Yo, is that the shoebox from the Dilla collection? That's the SP. Nah, nah, it's just a shoebox that he printed out. Uh, oh, out I, thought, I thought he was repurposing the Dilla collection shoebox with the SP. That would have been dope, but that's a collector's item too. You that's what to I was about to say. That's 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 money <laughs> right there, man. So uh, hold on, I can I can show you this. Hold on, see if I can. Uh maybe not. Maybe not worth showing, but okay. But anyway, he what? uh yeah, he's he's kind of got it up and running, and it, it's just kind of a cool project that I thought, you know, man, when when people go out there and they they decide to take things on like that, I'm like, thumbs up, do your thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. And I it looks like it's built with the same build quality as some of the, some of the new Nam stuff. <laughs> oh my god, Damn, I'm playing. <laughs> we had to end it off with the <laughs> end it off Oh, that's it. All right, so yo. Uh, we'll check y'all out. Actually, I don't know if maybe we'll do some live presentation, one or two from uh from Nam, but uh, Saint Joe and I have typically done that kind of stuff, so maybe we'll get a chance to do another something like that while we're at Nam next week. But y'all can expect coverage from from us. Uh, Ken, are you gonna have an operative for FlexWitted.com? I, ha I have some some people that'll probably be there. Uh, and I, unfortunately, I won't be there this year. I got to skip. Uh, but. I may be there as kind of like some Max Hedrum type weird thing going on. <laughs> Rolling around. <laughs> yeah, and, you, and, you'll, and you'll see me loud and and crazy in all the NAM videos. Watch. Just just find me on the internet. You're going to see me like this behind Nick Bat. <laughs> you know, you're going to see me ever like, like the Black Wears Waldo. That's what you're hey, but you know what? On the real though, yo, still one year it was like that for me. Like St. Joe and Ken them kept pointing me out of the background of, <laughs> of videos and stuff in there. Like, look at who's over there lurking. Look yeah. at who's over there lurking. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Word. So, all right, yo, this has been episode 43 of Beat People Podcast. Uh, thanks for joining, y'all. We appreciate y'all. And we out. Peace. Peace. Fluxwithit.com.